discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. thankful thank you for the power of your word even in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah amen. praise the lord matthew chapter chapter 16 verse 16 okay let's read from verse 13 i think it will be great from verse 13 matthew 16 from verse 13 when jesus came into the coast of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples saying whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Who do men say that I am? Hallelujah. Then they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Others say you are Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. You can be a minister and nobody really understands you. And knows you and understands what's going on. It's possible. A lot of ministers are not, are not understood. It takes very few people to understand the minister and the way he ministers. For instance, if Ben Hinn is ministering or preaching and he sees somebody moving around, he can't preach again. He can drop the microphone and insult the person. Sit down. Or if he's ministering, he's touching people and people are moving around too much. It can just... If he says stand up and someone is sitting in front, he will get and sitting... He will get angry right now. That's what makes him get results. There are small, small things that makes the ministry works or work. Very little things. Big things are not controlled by big things. Big things are normally controlled by very small things. That's what. I, that's the point I actually want to make to you in these verses. It is he said unto them, "But whom say ye that I am? Those of you I'm working with, those of you are with me. Who do you say that I am? How do you see me? What is your view concerning me?" Then Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The reply of Jesus lets you know that he, did, he knew that the disciples didn't think about him this way. Some of, it, some of them thought about him as their finances. His finances, rather. Okay? Like he was their finances. He would sort them out. That was why when Jesus said that he was going to die, Peter got angry and said, Charlie, what are you talking about? You are too young, 33. Can you just, can you just die like that? No, no, no. Hold on. We just started. We are now starting. We have become popular. This is Jerusalem. We have to go to Samaria and go to some other places so that we can win our elections and become something. Even when Jesus died and rose from the dead and everything, in Acts chapter 1, from verse 6, when Jesus came and stood before them and was talking to them, he has, he has died though. They saw him being crucified. They saw him being buried. They saw him come out of the graves. They saw him appear and disappear and all those things. And he told them, when they therefore, they were therefore asked one six, were therefore come together, they asked of, they asked of him, say, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? That's politics. This is politics. Yeah. This right here is politics. 
at that time, Israel was being controlled by uh, Rome. So they were asking Jesus, so now that you have risen from the dead, does it mean that now the angels can just come around and they can just destroy Rome for us so that we can have peace of mind and then you'll be king and we'll be, we'll be parliamentarians and ministers by you? What, what, what do you think? Then Jesus said that, hey, okay, go, go back. BB, verse 6. So when they were together, they said to him, Lord, will you at this time give back the kingdom to Israel? Will you give back the kingdom? It's politics. They, are not, they weren't thinking about spiritual things. Yeah. We're thinking about being ministers and all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Jesus said that. And he said to them, it is not for you to, to have knowledge of the time and the other events the order of events which the Father has kept in his control. It's not time. You, you don't need to ask about such things. But you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you shall receive the Holy Ghost. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So Jesus turned your attention from political things to spiritual things. So there are churches that are interested in political power. But that's, that's not what... It's not time for those things. This is the beginning of the... The, the church age. Jesus is giving instructions concerning how the church age is going to be like. It will have nothing to do with politics. The president may never come to your church. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you are not spiritual enough. Our kingdom is different. It's not the same as every other person's. You understand? So when you think about influence and all that, don't think about politics. Don't think about the whole country coming to you. They will not come to you. There are some people in the country who will hate you with passion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, but Peter gave a very powerful answer and said that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus said to him that, listen, Peter, I know you. I'm aware of who you are. I know your mother, I know your father. I know your wife and your children. I know how you think. I know your temperament. I know what type of person you are. Flesh and blood. It is not your father who told you. It's not your father. It's not your mother. It is none of the people around you who told you this. It is only God. Only God mentioned this to you. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. My father which is in heaven. It is my father which is in heaven. He has revealed it to you. Then he goes on to say, And I say unto you, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, upon the rock of the revelation of Christ. Christ is the foundation upon which the church is built. Not Peter. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, upon this foundation of this revelation, shall I build my church? The foundation of the church is Christ. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3, that no other foundation can no man lay except that which has been laid. Hallelujah. Which is Christ. Okay? For other foundation can no man lay, 1 Corinthians 3, 11, then that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ is the foundation upon which the church is built. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then it says, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give unto you the keys. Say the keys. The keys. Say it again. The keys. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven the keys will help you to be able to have function here on earth okay as heaven functions on your behalf 
Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to do things. You'll be able to change things. You will not be handicapped. You'll be able to have influence and preach the gospel. Whatever you say should happen here on earth will be allowed in heaven. It will happen in heaven. And hence, heaven will back what you are saying on earth. And it will happen on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have some keys. There are keys that God has given. It's not keys to the kingdom of heaven. These are not keys to the kingdom of heaven. There are only, there's only one key to the kingdom of heaven, and that is your salvation. The born-again experience. Without the born-again experience, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 3, from verse 3 to verse 5. Look at it, John 3, 3 to 5. Jesus said and said unto him, Very, very, I say unto you, except the man be born again, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was asking about, you know, how he can enter the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus was explaining to him that except a man, you understand except? Except means you, there's no other way. There's no other way you can go. You can enter. There's no other way you can have access to the kingdom of heaven. Unless you come through this particular way. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot. It's not possible. People say all kinds of things. Uh, we are using another means. We are going through Buddha. There's something wrong. We are going through science. There's something wrong. Someone said, I'm going through my own self. Yes, there are people who worship themselves. They don't think anybody is anybody. Or anybody is anything. They are their own God. They serve themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is more powerful, the examiner or the one writing the exams? <laughs> Who is more powerful? The examiner. Do you agree? Yeah. So if the one comes to write the exam, says that you set, he writes his own questions and answer his own questions. What do you think? The examiner can look at you, do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. Man's business. It's up to you. Do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, we know who who will pass. Who needs to pass the exam? Is it the examiner or the one writing the exam? Yeah, so man, man can be whatever he wants to be. He can decide to do whatever he wants to do. But God's standard and God's rules remain the same. It doesn't change. So you can have your own ideology. You can have your... People have their own ideologies. Their own way of doing things. They want to worship themselves. They want to think about things in their own way. They want to live their, their lives the way they want to live them. YOLO. You only live once. Let us booze and chill. For tomorrow we die. It can be your theology in life or your ideology in life. Fine. You can continue in that way. But at the end of the day, there's an exam. If you don't pass the exam. You do know people die. <laughs> Why can't we control death? Who is controlling death? No, no matter your ideology. This particular thing you can't escape. You can't buy life. You can't. You can't. No matter your ideology, this particular thing cannot be controlled by any person's ideology. It occurs to everybody. Yes. Your money can't do anything about it. 
Your age can't do anything about it. Your color can't do anything about it. Your English type of English can't do anything. Your locally acquired foreign accent can't do anything about it. Your Lafa can't do much. Can't do much. So why, why, why? Why is it like that? Who is the one controlling death? I think we have to start searching for who controls death. We have to find out about who that person is. Because he's worrying everybody. Is he not worrying? He's worrying everybody. Who is that? Where is he? Who is that? Where is he? Uh, look for him for me. Where is he? Who is the one controlling death? Are you the one? Are you the one controlling death? Are you the one controlling death? Oh, he has gone out. He has gone out. He has gone out. Let's go and look for him. We have to go and look for him. He's at the back. Those are the back. He's gone out. Because no matter what you do, Ubeu. No matter your ideology. And you see, your ideology can't explain what happens after that particular occurrence in your life. It can't. It can't. After that particular one, what happens? Just what happens after? You better listen, you. No, it is wisdom. It is wisdom. Even if what we are saying is not true, when you go and it's not true, you when death comes and it is not true. Hey, it's not true. We didn't lose anything. But if you go and it is true, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, you are going on a journey and we give you we give you a canoe to carry. And you look ahead and you realize that ah, there's no sea, there's no river. It's a highway. Why what do I need the canoe for? And you leave the canoe in the house. No, are you not? Wouldn't you profit? It wouldn't be profitable if you put the canoe on your car and just drive. Wouldn't it be profitable? You don't have to argue about the canoe. Why? And I, what do you do? They want to give me more load. They want to, I want to go on a fast pace. I want to go 200 kilometers per hour. So I'm leaving the canoe down. When you go and the highway ends somewhere and you have to control the canoe, what are you going to do? You can't come back. Your fuel is finished. You can't come back. You can't start walking. Wisdom. 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 So if I were you, tell me if I were you. I'll just accept what they are telling me. I'll accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. And not be foolish. Yeah, it is foolishness. Just you just do it and you do whatever else you want to do. Just just do this one. Yeah. It's wisdom to do that. So except a man be born. Again, he cannot. He cannot. He cannot. This is the son of God talking. This is God talking. If you think it's not God, it's also your business. It's your business. We don't really care. It's in your own interest. It's in your own interest. So this, that's the key to coming in. When you come in, there are keys. Okay? In that kingdom. There are keys to open doors in that kingdom. Different doors. If you come into this place, for instance, if you come through the main and main entrance, there's a gate there. There's a key in that gate. That's the born again experience. But when you come in and you want to enter this building, there's another, there are doors here. If you don't have the keys, you can't open the doors. This door has a key. There are more rooms at the back. 
Hallelujah. So you need the keys to be able to. So the born again experience brings you in. But there are more, there's more. There's more inside the born again experience that you have to experience. Hallelujah. 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 And I'll give unto you, Matthew 16, 19, I'll give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I'll give you the keys. The keys. They are keys. No matter how big the door is, there are keys to it. There are various keys. Various keys. Various keys. You know, there are those who say that, oh, my life is in God's hands. Everything concerning my life. God, God will do it. If it is the will of God, it will happen. Then they themselves go on and say that when God takes a stone, he takes a very long time before he throws it. Let's see what God will do. Hallelujah. Maybe you are surprised about what I'm saying. But let me show you scriptures, okay? Second Peter chapter 1. There are things that God has showed us. That Charlie, this thing is not in my hands. There are things you, you think are in God's hands, but are actually not in God's hands. God has given them into your hands. That you should do something about it. Because now you are born again. You have received him. He's now with you. He's now in you. From verse 1. Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So he's talking, about, he's talking to people who are born again, like you and I. If you are born, if you are born again, child of God, this, this scriptures are to you. Okay? It says, grace and peace. Be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Is grace in the hands of God? It's not in the hands of God any longer. Is peace in the hands of God? (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen to me. Okay, look at Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Isn't it? The love of God is what? Shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, who is in us. Okay. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. 5 verse 1 is okay. Let's read 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? We have have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace, right? Do you understand we have? What does that mean? We have. So if you want peace, where is the peace? You have the peace. We have peace. According to the scripture, we have peace. Isn't it? So if you want more peace, what do you do? Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. John chapter 16. Last two verses of John chapter 16. Let's look at it. John 16. Last two verses. 33. So 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have what? Peace. That in me you might have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. There's another place where it says, my peace I give unto you. Which one? 1427. 14, 20, John 1427. Peace I live with you. This is Jesus talking. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. So he's talking now. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let, your, let it be afraid. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the word giveth. So Jesus has given us peace. Jesus has given you peace, right? So in first, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, where we are reading now, he says that grace and peace 
can be multiplied unto you. It wants multiplication of peace. Wow. You can do something about it now because it has been given to you already. We have them. We are not, God is not fighting with us anymore. And Jesus has given us the peace we need for our life. Okay? So now if you want more peace, what do you do? He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? 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 Through the knowledge of who? Of God and who? Of Jesus our Lord. So if you want more peace, what should you do? Know what? Know more about God. Know more about Jesus Christ. It's a big key. It's not in God's hands anymore. It's now in your hands. So if you don't read your Bible, what will happen to you? You will not have peace. Where do you have where do you get the knowledge of God? Through the Bible, through the word, through the house of God. Where do you get the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord? How many times have I mentioned Jesus' name since you came into the church? Plenty of times. Isn't it? So how do you enjoy peace? Peace, grace, and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God, of God, and of Jesus our Lord. So it is in your hands. Is it in God's hands now? It's no more in God's hands. It's now in your hands. So if you don't read your Bible, what will happen to you? No peace. If you don't go for more of God's knowledge, God's word, no peace. It's nobody's fault. You can pray to you, die. God, give me peace. Oh boy. The angels will be laughing at you. They'll be wondering what's wrong with you. What's wrong with this boy? What's wrong with this girl? Bible says that thou shalt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Thou shalt keep you shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You want peace of mind? You want the headaches to stop? Stay your mind on the word. You want to have peace in old times? Stay your mind on the word. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. So peace can never elude me. Why? Because I know I have a key to enjoying peace in the kingdom. People are in the kingdom and they don't, they don't have peace. Do you understand peace? What does peace mean? What is the meaning of peace? Quietness in trouble. Let me show you another scripture. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 6. Okay, Philippians 4 from verse 6. That, that will help us. Kindly read it to me. One, two, go. Next verse. Did you hear that? Read it once again. You didn't hear. One, two, go. From verse seven. From verse six, rather. One, two, go. Be careful for nothing. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So let's say there's something that is worrying you. Something is worrying or someone is worrying you. And it's making you anxious in life. Your exams are not going well. Your business is not going well. The business is a thorn in your flesh. The business wants to kill you. There's a project you are doing that is trying to kill you. 
You know you can have a project that you are doing that is so big that it gives you headaches. Sleepless nights. It gives you high blood pressure. When you hear about it, then your pressure starts increasing like that. Have you ever experienced it before? Yeah. It's just when you wrote your exams and the results were not coming. And you didn't know what you, what you had. You just grow lean. Adjunging. Thinking, thinking. Adjunging English is what? Thinking, thinking. Thinking, thinking will cause you to become slim. You heard that the shark in your class have failed. If the shark has failed, then who am I? Who then shall be saved? But the Bible is showing us what to do. He's giving us a key. A key. He says, be careful for nothing. Let's read the Amplified of this verse. Verse 6. Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Do not fret or have any anxiety. It's a key. It's like, don't, don't, don't let anything get to you. The boy broke her heart, so he's finished. No. You have bounced the visa, so it's, your life is finished. You, you, you were refused the job employment. The application was thrown away. He says, and it is worrying you. What? You didn't get the course you want. You wanted to do pharmacy, they have given you a, a Greek. You wanted to do painting and sculpture, they have given you metals. He says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Wow. About anything. Now, don't let anything get to you. But if any try, anything tries, it says, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and by petition, definite requests. With thanksgiving, why is he saying definite request of thanksgiving? Because you see, when you, when you say what you want to say, Father, this boy is really worrying me. I'm asking you to take him out of my life. Then the next thing you say is, thank you that you have taken him out of my life. I will not worry again in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing you do is to, he says, and Continue to make your wants known to God. Next verse. Verse 7. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state is describing peace for you. That tranquil state of a soul. Assured of his, of his salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God. Even not from God. Nothing from God. And being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That peace which transcends and Transcends all understanding shall guard the mount guard over your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. So how can you have peace? Make your request known. Thank God and you'll be fine. Counselors can't help you. <laughs> Counselors can't help you. People who advise people cannot help you. They even need help. Hallelujah. If you follow the word of God, you'll be so fine. Your life will just be smooth. These are keys in the kingdom. Keys that you must, you must have access to and use. Some people have the keys, but they are not using it. They know, but they never, when they, they fall into the trouble, their real state shows up. When trouble comes, we get to know that you are just like every other person. 
you are just like every other person. Because the way you react to the problem lets us know that, oh, you and the other people, you are not, you are not different. You've been hearing the word of God for a very long time, but it hasn't done much to you. Grace and peace will multiply to you through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Of God, and then through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 3. According as the divine power has given us what? Oh, you are not in the church. I feel like going home. It's a feeling. Read it to me. One to go. <laughs> hey, did you hear that? Another key. This is another key. According as the divine power, the divine power of God has given us all things. Did he say he's going to give us? Did he, is that what he said, my dear? He said he has given. He has given us all things. So as you're sitting here, born again, I born again. You are born again. Then God has given you everything concerning your life. He says, according as the divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, the God life. He's giving us everything that concerns our natural life and our God life. Our normal life, our normal living, everything concerning us has been given. He is not going to give it to you when you pray. Am I the one saying it? No, don't behave as though what I'm saying is not in the Bible. Don't, I never, I, I, oh. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Preach. John, is it not in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? Is this my Bible? Is it also in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? So is it true that God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness? He has given you everything. He has given you everything. What are the things he has given to you? All things. All thing. What does all things mean? Does all, thing, all things include the husband you will get? Does it include the children you will have in your life? Does it include the cars you ever buy in your life? Does it include all the houses you ever build in your life? Does it include all the money you ever have? Does it include shoes? Suits? Belts? Visas? Visas? Does it include... Uh, does it include school fees? Is it true? Yeah. It's his divine power. It is his divine power that has done it. It is his, his divine power has given unto us all things. So everything you will need in your life as a child of God has been given to you. You were a package of it. You were a package of it. Health is inside. Divine health is inside. Is English. What does it say? God is very powerful because he is God. So he has given us everything that we need to live always. We can do good things that make, make God happy. This is possible because we know him. God has chosen us to be his people because he is so very great and so very good. Wow. Wow. Everything. Everything. What do you say? Everything. The things what? And they're all. The things and they're all. Everything. 
So if you don't know, if you don't know this, you see, and you see, the Bible says that in the mouth of Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 13, verse 1, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall a word be established. Okay? So someone will say, oh, but this is just one place in the Bible. Let me show you another place. Can I show you another place? Okay. Okay. First Corinthians, let's read First Corinthians chapter 2. Okay? Let's read from verse 9. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. Let me show you that one. Then I'll show you another one in First Corinthians chapter 3 as well. So that's at least you have three. But I can show you four, five, six, seven, and eight. If you want me to show you. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, for them that love him. And he says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit such as all things, ye that did things of God. These are powerful things I can preach on it for a whole man. <laughs> Hallelujah. For what man knows the things of a man, except the spirit of that man which is in him? Do you understand that? It says, for what man knows the things of a man? Are you a man? It says, what man knows the things of concerning that man? Except the spirit of that man which is in him. Meaning that your spirit man knows everything concerning your life. Even so, the things of God know no man but the spirit of God. Next verse. Now we have received not the spirit which is of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Since your spirit man knows everything concerning your life. And that spirit has been given to you so that you will know the things that are freely given to you by God. Everything. He's giving us all things. Maybe you don't like this one. Go to First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go to chapter 3 now. Let's read from verse 20. Chapter 3 from verse 20. Again and again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Next verse. Let, therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things... All things are what? Let no man glory in men. For all things are yours. All things. All things. All things. All things. All things. All things. Say all things are mine. You remember, he says he has given us all things that pertain to life. And God. And this one says he has given us all things. All things. Then he goes on, he says, whether it be life. He's trying to explain some to you. Whether Paul, Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, the world belongs to you, life belongs to you, death belongs to you. So when I was speaking for the one who is controlling death, you should have spoken. Because he says, death is yours. Or death. Or things present, or things to come. Oh. Oh. Are yours. If you don't go away with anything, go away with the fact that with the knowledge that all things are mine. Everything I need for my life has been given to me. God is so good. God is so wise. Yeah. yeah. This is the wisdom of God. All the things you need. All the things you will ever need in your life. All the things you will ever need in your life. He has given to you already. All things. Wow. So don't look around for things. 
Look inside for things. Did you hear me? When you're praying, don't pray into he- looking into heaven. When you fly a plane, you realize that there's nobody there. <laughs> Where God is, you can't see. It's beyond. It's beyond the stars. God is actually inside you. Hmm. All things. All things. All things are yours. Freely. Freely giving us all things. So now the question is, how, if I have all things, why don't I have all things? Physically speaking. Ask your neighbor, do you have all things? What do your neighbor say? (laughs) Do you have all things? You check your life. You don't have you don't have some things. You don't even have a beloved. You don't have an iPhone. <laughs> and flash it. You don't have an iPhone. You don't have what? You don't have a, a thing, nothing. All things I've been given to you yet. You don't have a thing, even a thing you don't have. E. Hallelujah. So is God joking? Is God telling lies? You see, God can't tell lies. God can't tell lies. If God says he's giving you all things, then he has really given you all things. But when you check around you, physically speaking, you realize that you don't have all things. You are sleeping in a corner somewhere. No light. Even data for your phone is a problem. Even the phone is a problem. Even shoes you don't have. Shirt you don't have. The shirt you are wearing, you borrowed from somebody. When we're in secondary school, you wash your things, you sit by your things for it to dry. Because if you make a mistake of leaving the things, you will not come and meet it. Online shopping, people will come and just come and shop. They don't mind stealing your boxer shorts. Everything, they will just take everything. Everything. I mean, all things are this. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, it's a big question. How come I don't have it? What other key do I need to have? There's another key. It's called the key of faith. There's a key. It's called the key of faith. 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 Say faith. faith. Yes. Faith. Faith is the currency that changes spiritual things to physical things. That's my, my own small definition. Okay? It's a currency. That changes spiritual things into physical things. If you like, you can say that purchases spiritual things into physical things. What God is true. It's spiritual. Okay? It's spiritual. But you would want to see it physically. Isn't it? You would want to see it physically. You would want to see physical things. You'd want to enjoy the peace physically. Like, God says he has given me peace. I want to enjoy it.
Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Paul says, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Uh, who is a just? A just person is someone who is born again. The one who is born again shall live by faith. So the kingdom of God in which we are functions by something called faith. When you became born again, did you see your hair changing, your hairstyle changing? Your hairstyle did not change. Your hairstyle did not change. Nothing, in, in fact, nothing physically changed. Sometimes, but some people, when they are sick, they become fine immediately. Some people start thinking in a certain way. Immediately, they become born again. If you were fair, you don't become dark. If being born again was a means of becoming fair, then a lot of black people would have been born again, 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 again. You become born again, 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 and then you be, as you are becoming more born again, you are becoming fairer and fairer and fairer and fairer. And fairer. But nothing like that happens, isn't it? Yes, nothing like that happens. The born again experience is strictly a matter of faith. Strictly a matter of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same thing, everything concerning the kingdom of God is by faith. By faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You even need faith to believe that you are the just. You need, you need faith to experience being righteous. <laughs> because if you are not careful, as a child of God, you think that you are, you are the number one sinner in the world. It's, it's, you will think like that because of the wrong things that you do. So you think that you are the number one sinner that God has. You are a chief sinner. But God doesn't see you like that. God sees you differently. And you need faith Okay, to believe that. And faith is what to cause your life to shape, to shape up well. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10. No, let's go to verse 7. Go to verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, for we walk by faith. For we walk by what? And not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. If you're a child of God, we walk by faith. We live by faith and not by what we are seeing. Other version says sensory perceptions. We live by faith, we walk by faith, and not by our sensory perceptions. Not by our sensory perceptions. In other words, what you are seeing is actually not what you are supposed to live your life according to. Are you hearing me? Now, this thing is very difficult for a lot of people to follow. It's very, very difficult for a lot of people. Very difficult. It's like, ah, let's face realities. You are telling me that I have all things. I don't have anything. You are telling me that I have all things. Faith. Faith says we don't live by our sight, what we can see. So your present circumstance may be telling you something different from what the Bible is telling you. But which one will you believe? Will you believe your present state or you believe the Bible? It's easier said than done. When the situation arises, you must choose that I believe what God says rather than believe my experience. And what's happening around me? Not many are able to walk on the walk of faith. Christians, they can't. It's, it's so simple, a lot of people complicate it. It's very, very simple. It's not complicated at all. That is the only way you can experience God's word for yourself. I'm giving you a very big key. It's the only way you can experience God's word for yourself. It's the only way your, your reality can be the reality of God. 
or God's reality can become your reality. This amplified. For we walk by faith. We regulate our lives. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. We trust with trust and holy favor. That's we walk not by sight or appearance. We, are, we don't walk by sight or appearance. Hey. We don't walk by sight or appearance. See, all things are mine. You are not seeing it physically. But God says, all things are yours. Which one will you do? Would you say, I don't have anything? Or you will say, all things are mine. Why am I saying that all things are mine? Because God says that all things are mine. How many of you believe that everything that you see physically came from the word of God? How many of you believe that? Everything you see. Do you believe that the heavens came by the word of God? Do you believe that the earth came by the word of God? Do you believe that? Do you believe that the trees came by the word of God? How come the trees, trees don't grow downwards? How come they don't grow into the earth? How come they grow up outside of the earth into the sky? Why? Why is it like that? It's God's agenda. It's God who said they should do like that. Is it true? How come human beings don't crawl on both fours? On hands and... How, how come? Because God said we should walk straight. That's why we are walking straight. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Who is the one who created the human eye? God. Is the human eye physical? Is it physical? Yeah. It's physical. Can you see with it? Yeah. You can see with it. Yeah. Okay. Who created it? God. How did he create it? How did he create it? He spoke. He formed it. And he spoke that it will... That it should work. Faith. God had to have faith to create. Go to Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 1. Now faith. This is the best definition of faith you can ever have in your life. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So we are dealing with things that are not seen. They say all things are yours. We just showed it to you. All things are mine. Say all things are mine. All things are mine. Do you agree? All things are mine, right? All things are ours. All things are yours. Everything you need for life and godliness is yours. It's inside. It's there. I want to show you something before I come to this. To let you know that all things truly are yours. Okay? Colossians 2.10. Let's read from verse 9. From verse 9. Colossians 2 from verse 9. Kindly read it to me. One to go. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Read it once again. From verse 9 to verse 10. Okay? 9 to 10. One, two, go. Now, this is a discourse between uh, concerning Jesus and ourselves. He says that for in Christ, for in Jesus, for in Christ, the fullness of the Godhead, all of God is pleased to dwell bodily. So Jesus is the representation of God in flesh. Okay? Then he says, and you and I are complete in him. We are complete in Christ. Who is the head of all principality and power? 
Meaning that there's nothing in the world that is supposed to be in your life. In other words, you have, you are, comp- do you understand complete? When you say something complete, what does it mean? Finish. Everything is inside. There's nothing out there anywhere. Everything is inside. You are complete. It's, the, it's another way of saying all things are yours. You are complete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm complete. I'm complete. Yeah. You are complete. That is the hope. That is the word of God. That's what God is saying. You are complete in him. But you may check your life and not see that you are complete in him. You may check your life and you realize that ah, I, I, don't have a, I don't have everything. I don't have, I don't have this. I don't have, I don't have, I don't, I'm not complete. I don't feel, I don't feel complete. It's like I need a certain guy to, be, to make me complete. I need a certain, I need some, some weed to make me complete. I need some cocaine to make me complete. I need some alcohol to make me complete. I need some drama door to make me complete. But Jesus is saying, God is saying that you are complete. Complete. You are complete. You are total. There's nothing that you, you need, that you are complete. You lack nothing. I, everything is inside. How do, I, how do I make that a reality in my life? How does it become real for me, physically? You see? Faith. Say faith. faith. Say it again. Faith. faith. Uh-huh. So he's, this one is letting us know what faith is. Now faith is the substance. Do you understand substance? Substance. Sub- substance means tangible, something tangible. This is a substance. The microphone is a substance. This thing here is a substance. The tablet is a substance. Okay? It says faith is the substance of things that you hope for. And the evidence, it is also the evidence of things that you cannot see with your physical eyes. Things that are not seen with the physical eyes. Look at the next verse. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Without this particular thing, you can't have a good report in your life. You can be in the church and have bad report. Have you ever seen Christians who are sick before? Sick and dying. Have you seen that before? Oh, have you seen that before? Have you seen Christians who are poor before? Have you seen Christians who are struggling like they are struggling? You've seen some before. Can, have you seen Christians who have just died just like that? Gory accident. Push, push. Gone. Have you seen some before? For by it the elders obtained a good report. A good report. How many of you want a good report? <laughs> then he starts mentioning what they did. Look at the next verse. The first elder we see is God himself. He says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds, the aeons, the ages were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, things which are seen, things that you are seeing today, were made not of things which do appear. So the way for things to show up physically, <laughs> hallelujah, NIV, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Everything you can see, it was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. All the physical things that you can see didn't come out of things that you can see. Everything around didn't come by what you can see. It all came out of something you cannot see. 
So why are you going to rely on what you can see? The word of God is what you can't you can't see the word of God. Can you see the word of God? No, you, you are reading it now, but what it is saying in your circumstances, like it's not ah. so you can easily ignore the word. You can easily say these people they are lying. There are a lot of people who think that church is, is lies. It's, it's a waste of time. They said I will give the people false hope. Yeah, people people have said that to me. You give people false hope. You make you high. Religion is the opium of the people. You come to church, you say, we'll tell you, I'm rich, I'm rich. You'll be shouting, I'm rich, glory, I'm rich, yeah, 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 I'm rich, I'm rich. <laughs> False hope. When they go out, they know that they are not rich. They are, these are poor people just walking as they are. The hunger becomes real. When you exit the church, you realize that the hunger is real. The hunger is more real than what they said that you are rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way to make the hunger stop and the way to make the lack of money stop, and the way to make your life beautiful, your, your life that does not look beautiful to be look beautiful, is the word of God. So how did God do it? We have to look at how God did it. How did God make the sun that we can see physically now? How did God make the moon that we can see physically now? Which came, the Bible says they all came out of nothing. God who caused things that be not as though they were. God made everything out of nothing. There was nothing there. In the, even God created the beginning. That was in the beginning. God created. He created the beginning. God created time. God is the one who created time. He said time should come, and time came. And everything came into time, and everything that we have came, came, all those things. You may not have money in your pocket now, but what does God see concerning your life? What does the word of God say concerning your life? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, Genesis 1 1, right? In the beginning, oh, read it to me one to go. In the beginning, next verse. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God, there was no, everything was dark. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God spoke his word. God said. When God said it, it happened. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. When God said, it happened. it happened. When God said, it happened. When God said, it happened. So how can you make your life become beautiful? How can you have all things really Really, around you, really. How? I said by faith, right? Yeah. Now, how does faith express itself? Faith expresses itself through the word of God by speaking the word of God. Shalabala. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Read it to me, one to go. I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Have you seen it? Read it once again. One to go. According as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. This is how faith works. 
faith works by believing and speaking. You must believe in what God has said. Believe that he has given you all things. The next thing you need to do is to start speaking it. All things are mine. 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 I'm completing him. All things are mine. You see, it looks like you're being foolish. It looks like you're being foolish. Ah. All things are, you're just saying all things are yours. You people, you are not serious. That is how God did it. And that is how you are going to do it. All things are mine. When opposition comes, when it shows up in your face that you, all things are not yours, you also stand up and say to that, the thing in the face, all things are mine. That's what makes it work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, your mouth is very important. Your mouth. What you say with your mouth, eh? Your mouth can kill you. Or your mouth can make you. Your mouth can make you poor. Or your mouth can make you rich. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Proverbs 6, 2. Look at Proverbs 6, 2. Thou art snared. With the words of thy mouth. Thou art taking with the words of thy mouth. Let's, let's read another version. Amplified or message. You are snared with the words of your, li- your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. Message. BBE and message. We'll read all. If you've impulsively promised the shirt of your back <laughs> and now find yourself shivering out in the cold. Oh, message. Yes. Three. You are taking us in a net by the words of your mouth. The sayings of your lips have overcome you. <laughs> BB. That's your BB. Is that what we just read? Okay. You are taking us in a net by the words of your mouth. The sayings of your lips have overcome you. Thou hast never the words of thy mouth. Thou art taking with the words of thy mouth. Good news. GNT. Have you been caught by your own words, trapped by your own promises? Your words can trap you. Your words can destroy you. Hmm? Proverbs 18, 20. Proverbs 18, 20. Okay, Proverbs 18, 20. A man's belly shall, shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be failed. Have you seen it? A man's belly shall what? With the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his life shall he be filled. Next verse, verse 21. Death and life are where? Uh-huh. Do you hear that? So your mouth? Uh, death and life are inside your mouth. You can speak death or you can speak life. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Your mouth controls your whole life. Insist on seeing the right thing concerning your life. Insist on seeing the word of God concerning your life. Insist on it. Don't even make jokes, funny jokes. Proverbs 21 23. Look at Proverbs 21 23. Don't even make funny jokes concerning your life. Like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, my bro. I mean, why, why should you say such, such things? My Jimmy Roth. You make a mistake and you're like, hey, my Jimmy Roth. 
I'm so foolish. No. Whoso keepeth his mouth, keepeth his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Do you hear that? Watch your words and hold your tongue. You will save yourself a lot of grief. Do you hear that? So the way to make all these things real in your life is by first of all believing it and second taking it with your mouth. Insist on it too. Sometimes when I teach along these lines, I tell people, this is what I'm using to prosper. And they think I'm lying. This is what I'm using to prosper. This is what I'm using to go forward. You should see me talking about what I'm going to be doing. Even when I don't have money for it. Especially when I don't have money. Yes. I'm going to do this. We are going to do this. We are building. Fear not. We are building. (laughs) Only believe me. How is your academics going to be excellent? Speak it. I'm excellent. I'm an excellent student. I'm an excellent student. I'll never fail any of my courses. Speak the word of God. Okay? Speak the word of God. I'm excellent. Say it again. I'm excellent. That's the way to become excellent. The way to become excellent is by saying that you're excellent. Don't say your reality. You know you are, you are foolish. You know. You know, we know. Everybody's aware. Say different things about what, <laughs> what you can see. Say the opposite. Okay? We are having the same spirit of faith. As is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Look at, look at, go to that place. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13. Let's finish reading it. I didn't finish reading it to you. Next verse. Verse 14. Knowing that, the, that, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Verse 15. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Powerful scripture. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed by day by day. While we look not. Then it says, for our life affliction, which, which is by for a moment, work for us a far more exceeding and a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, so long as it can be seen, it is subject to change. It can be changed. Faith is what changes what can be seen. Okay? To what God has said. Learn to put your faith to work. Oh, Hallelujah. hallelujah. All things are yours, right? Yeah. All things are yours, right? Yeah. See, all things are mine. All things are mine. Go away t- saying that all things are mine. Yeah. When you go, when you go to, back to your house, tell the people in your house, all things are mine. Yeah. Hello, all things are mine. All things are mine. Then you tell them, even you, you are mine. Yeah. <laughs> even you, you are mine. Yeah. All things are mine. All the houses in the area are mine. You see, say those things for yourself. All things are mine. All things. All things. The way for all things to be yours is by saying that all things are yours. Believing it. Believe it. Believe it. That all things are mine. I believe all things are mine. 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 
All things are mine. You'll be saying it, and you may not see a change. <laughs> but don't worry. Abraham put his faith for, to work for 25 years for a child. 25 years. Was his faith not working during all those years? It was working. It was working. It was working. It was working. When you plant a seed today, do you see the fruits tomorrow? What is the shortest, uh, the crop with the shortest lifespan? Maize. Is it Pepe? Pepe is how many weeks? Three weeks. It will start growing. No, to bear fruits, like for the pepper to show up that you can pluck. Maize. I know it's maize. I know it's corn, right? Three months. Isn't it? Three months. Three months. It's the shortest. Is three months a long time? Hey, three months is a very long time. You see, and when you plant the seed, when you plant the corn, you must take care of it every day for three months for it to grow and for you to get your harvest. Are you seeing it? That's how faith works. That's how faith works. You have to feed what you are sowing today continuously to see the fruits. The fact that you are seeing and you are not seeing anything that's not... I mean, the farmer who, go, who plants the, the maize go, goes... Those who plant cocoa are even worse. Cocoa can take five years before it bears fruits. But the farmer does all that he's doing every single day with the hope that in the fifth year, he will get his fruits. And in the fifth year, he gets all of his produce. And he becomes richer than the one who was getting a shorter maize and all that. No, one, one bag of cocoa can be sold for so much. So much. The value is different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can be saying, and it's like it's not changing. Oh, nothing has changed. I'm, I've been saying I'm rich. All things are mine. But I'm not seeing anything. Listen, you are like that farmer. You are like that farmer. You have been plowing the ground. You have been plowing the ground. You have been plowing the ground. Now you are sowing your seeds. And you'll be watering your seeds. And you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be taking the weeds away. Fertilizing it. Sometimes when you're saying these things, you are putting fertilizer around your crop. You are weeding around it. You are weeding around it. There's a day coming. There's a day coming when you'll be plucking your fruits. There's a day coming. Never give up. Don't give up. Never stop saying what you have been saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The longer the wait, the bigger the harvest. The longer the wait, the bigger the harvest. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. Are you hearing me? Say all things are mine. Say all things are mine. Listen, it is not false hope. I'm not giving you false hope. I'm showing you what the word of God says. It's real. It's real. Listen, this is, this is what I've used. I know where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a poor home. I'm not supposed to be standing before you talking. If you know my home, you don't even come to my church. <laughs> you wouldn't have joined my church. But my home has changed. My home has become rich over the years. I know where I was. I know the conditions under which I was. Today, some of you can't pay your school fees. I couldn't pay my school fees too. Couldn't pay my school fees. My younger brother had to stay home for one whole year for me to go to school. Because if we exist in the same school for one year, there will be, a tro- there will be serious trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I dwell in buoyancy. I dwell in abundance today. I can't be poor. I can't be poor. It's not possible. It's too late. I escaped poverty a long time ago. Just when I was going to be very poor, I saw these things. I've been saying this for a very long time. All things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. I have the best of life. I enjoy the best of life. Say it again. I enjoy the best of life. Cancer cannot dwell in my body. Cancer cannot dwell in my body. HIV cannot dwell in my body. Diabetes cannot dwell in my body. Hypertension cannot dwell in my body. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm full of health. Hallelujah. That's the way to enjoy health. Yeah. That's the way to enjoy health. That's the way to enjoy health. I will never be sick in my life. All things are mine. All things are mine. All the bacteria are mine. All the viruses are mine. And I'm telling them today that they cannot infect me in any way. They cannot affect me in any way. No bacteria can attach itself to me. I'm full of life. I'm full of health. I'm full of life. I'm full of health. Let me give you a testimony. There was a woman who had an accident and practically died, really. And I mean, she was gone. But she, I mean, she was still, she was gone, but she was still around. And while she was gone, she met God because she had gone to heaven. And God told her, listen, you've confessed life too much whilst you were alive. You've confessed life too much. You can't die now. Go back. <laughs> so she went back into her body and recovered within two weeks and went back home. Gory accident. Her spine was broken. A lot of things were broken in her life. Two weeks. She, she recovered and came back and was walking around. The more you confess life, the more it works for you. All things are yours. God has given us everything. Now, it is, in your, it is in your hands now. It is in your mouth now. What you want to see, what you want to see, you have to see. What you want to see, you have to see. Okay? What you want to see, you have to what? You have to see. Don't be snared with the words of your mouth. Don't let your mouth put you into trouble. Don't let your mouth destroy your life. Let your mouth be a fountain of life. That blesses you consistently and continuously. See, I'll never be poor in my life. Listen, cancer does not announce when it is coming. It doesn't announce. Young people also get cancer. All of you have come to school hoping to finish school. All of you. Some people will die. You have classmates who will die. I'm not, I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just telling you the truth. It's not a case. Did you have mates who passed on? Did you have some of your people? Have you you've left school? You are, this year, even this year, someone left. What? Where are you? I'm fifth year medical school. Fifth year, so she's going to be a doctor in the next one year. Yeah. Has any of your mates died? Have they died? Yes. Yeah. They are young. We are not 75. People don't cross 70. People don't cross 70. See, I cross 70 with ease. Say it again. I cross 70 with ease. 
Don't say so, man. If you don't, if you don't say such things for yourself, eh, you realize that you can't even cross 30. 30 will be a problem. You can't cross 30. Have you seen what a shock? And the person is 21. 18. Gone too soon. Say, I cross 70 with ease. I cross 70 with strength. Yeah. My wife has an auntie who is 77. You should see her. Those of you I introduced, I mentioned 77. You should, she, she's like, she looks like 50 years old. 50. No sickness, nothing. No hypertension, no diabetes, nothing. Zero. Zero sickness. Yeah. See, I'm full of health. I'm full of health. Yeah. The tongue of the wise is, the, is as a fountain of life. It's as a fountain of life. Your health is in your mouth. See, I'll never die. Believe such things. No accident. I will not check out by accident. Yes. No. I will do everybody bye-bye when I'm satisfied. It's the Bible says that he satisfies his, his beloved with long life. Long life is your portion. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.